Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is Paul Arnold, your host, and I'm joined by Chris Daniel and Ernest Watts. And this is what we call a sports podcast. But don't be surprised if we talk about something in entertainment, something in music. But I can guarantee you almost 100% we will not be talking about the election in this podcast. We need a break from all that. And this is your place for some safe sports and semi-humorous talk. Ernest Watts, today is November 2nd. Wow. What did you do on Halloween? I watched my football team get stomped like a narc at a biker rally. Uh, <laughs> okay. I also uh, 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 saw my grandchild dressed up. He had an alien glow-in-the-dark outfit and watched uh, some good football and watched some horrible football, uh, I believe. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, games like that. Uh, oh, Clemson, early on he, he scores. Well, the Clemson-Boston College game was – very fascinating, very good. All right. So Chris Daniel out there, what did you do for what'd you do for Halloween, Chris? You have a cute little girl. I I do. We we dressed up as a family uh, and we went to the zoo and just walked around and you know, saw the animals <laughs> and stuff like that. So we were dressed up as uh, Monsters University. So uh, my daughter, she's two years old, she she dressed up as Mike Wazowski. And then, uh, <laughs> one eye, and then, Mike. Exactly. And then uh, my wife and I, we dressed up as uh, it's like they have like fraternity and sorority games. It's called the scare game. So we just wore sweatshirts that had uh, letters on them. So we pretended like we were part of a you know a fraternity or sorority from the from the uh, monsters university. So we had a good time. You didn't go as Boo. I figured you'd dress up as Boo. Uh, no, I, I'm most likely to be Mike Wazowski because I'm small and, you know, I only, only have one eye, look, right? Yeah, that's right. So I, that's probably the only character I could have been. But the kid, that's all she watches now is, is Monsters or Monsters, Inc. or Monsters University. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, you eat Paul, a lot of candy what, what at Halloween. You, you got to tell us what you did. So my uh, three granddaughters came up from they're home just about 40 minutes away and they came to visit us and our neighborhood's really nice for doing trick-or-treating and in COVID people were being safe. They had really unique ways to deliver the candy. I think the most common one was the old fashioned gutter that you cut off from your house and then slide the candy down the gutter into your kid's bag. Um, but what was nice is a lot of people started before it got dark and we had a lot of fun and, um, Ate candy and my wife made tacos and it was a really good nice day. I, I enjoyed it. And the next day we had snow and ice and sleet, which Ugh. I'm not so thrilled about. Wait, 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 your neighborhood they did Halloween like a, a like a pine box derby, like we used to do in the Cub Scouts. No, slide no. down the ramp. No, no, they slide the candy down the ramp, Ernest. Instead not, of the pine the box racer, not the kids, not the pine box racer like we used to do in Cub Scouts. Like go to Home Depot or Lowe's, buy a gutter, a vinyl gutter, and then PVC, PVC. Yes, and then just angle it, and then try to whip it down as fast as you can so you can hurt the kids <laughs> in the face. No, something like that. But everybody was trying to be safe, and we had a good time, and uh, good to see the kids happy and dancing around and having fun. But as a typical grandpa, I was on the look for crazy drivers, and. Uh, make them slow down. And my dad used to do that. If he saw somebody driving too fast, he'd point his finger right at them, thinking he had so much power in his gaze <laughs> and his finger that he could slow them down. Or one even better than that, he would pretend like he was writing down their license plate. When he saw them coming, he'd be writing in his down. Palm? Oh, yeah. In his palm? Yes, with his palm. And this is before smartphones. So that was... These days, I would just pretend like I'm taking a picture, I guess. But I haven't, right. I haven't gotten to that level of grandpa-ing yet. Did you think that either one of us, did you think we'd get to a state in Halloween where our biggest fear was not razor blades and candy? It was people actually touching the candy with COVID? <laughs> yes. Yikes. Different world. Different world. Let's get to sports. It's Monday night as we record this, and the Tampany Buccaneers are winning – 3 nothing over the Giants. Not a huge surprise there. So the first topic is Buccaneers and the Patriots. Would you love to see them play? And where do you think this is going for both teams? Chris, what do you think? 
Uh, the Bucks are starting to develop some uh, some of the plays that Brady had in New England, and I think it's only helping them. It's just making that offense so much more efficient. So I, I think as the year goes on, they are just going to continue to roll over teams, and I'm ex- I'm excited for next week's matchup against the Saints for them. And I, I think they're, it's almost a new team that the Saints are going to have to face, and I think they're going to have a lot of trouble with them. As far as the Giants, um, you know, with the trade deadline coming up, I think it's a, a sell mentality and i just i don't i don't see what they don't have an identity i don't know what they're doing um i mean i know they got saquon but uh, eventually they'll overpay him and then they'll have nothing you know they they can't do anything else with anybody else and daniel jones isn't going to be the answer so you know uh, i think uh, i just think they're going to struggle for a little bit that's nice, Chris, but he asked you about the Patriots. <laughs> I know. The but Patriots. <laughs> I asked you Buccaneers oh, versus sorry. the Patriots, but Ernest, bring oh, it home. Sorry. What do you think about the oh, – okay. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> Why didn't anybody stop me? Uh, you're on a roll. I mean, usually if I if I do that, I'm senile, so I just – I let you go. Oh, God. Uh, there my wife, my wife was looking at me like whispering something, so right before right when you were asking Oh, the question, blame so it on the wife. I heard yeah, – <laughs> Throw the wife under the bus. Yeah, I'm hard to sleep on the couch tonight. You know, I might as well just, you know, let's just make it the week. <laughs> All right, we've had enough of the marital discord section okay. of the uh, podcast. Uh, let's get back to sports, there, Ernest. There's two ways of looking at this. Short term, the Patriots are not going to make the playoffs. The pay, uh, the Buccaneers will. I don't think they'll come out to the Super Bowl. I, yeah, I worry about the age of a lot of their players. Long term. In two or three years, Buccaneers will be in salary cap hell. And the Patriots, they're going to get all these players back to set up the year because of COVID. They'll be okay next year. Next year, they'll be a – I don't know if they'll be a Super Bowl contender, but they'll be a playoff team next will year. Cam I don't be think on the Cam team. will be their quarterback. No. no, Cam will not be on the team next year. I mean, we look at – they've had fairly close games. I mean, if Cam doesn't fumble, they at least tie the game against Buffalo. They may even win the game against Buffalo. So the, the the margin of error is is kind of small, but no, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Can I? Can unless, I? Unless you counter, and then I have an unless. Go ahead. So I was going <laughs> to say I I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I also think that Cam is a better quarterback than what they could have even next year, or you know their alternatives this year. So yeah, he's been keeping them in the games, and maybe he's lost a couple, but I think they're in the games because of Cam. So I I don't see. Uh, you know, them picking up the pieces anytime soon. Cause I think Brady, the, everyone's starting to realize how much Brady did with so little and yeah, the bucks will be in cap hell, but you know what solves that a super bowl. Everybody will retire. No <laughs> one will care. And uh, they'll be just like the page or just like the Broncos right after Peyton retired, they'll have to start all over, but it, it kind of it makes that super bowl win. will will make you feel okay. So I think I don't see anybody. Unless, Unless, well, I don't see anybody that's, crying that's for list. the Patriots right now. Do you? I think everybody's enjoying, no. a lot of people enjoying seeing the Patriots a little humbled. And I think Belichick has the motivation to coach another five years. And I agree with Ernest. This is his one down year. This is almost like a bye year. He's just going to figure out what he has. The big question is, will he get rid of Stefan Gilmore or not? Who's going to take on that big contract? Because I think he's trying to reload. And uh, the other point is... Uh, Jimmy Galapio, or I can't even say his name. I sound like the Galapio Islands Good. there. Just say Galapagos. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking coffee, really, Galapalo. folks. Well, go ahead. And there's you the big Jimmy G. The big rumor is that uh, Belichick's going to try a sneaky way to get him back from um, the good old San Francisco 49ers. Do you think that's going to happen, Ernest? No, no. Frisco's sunk too much money. They would be, it would cost them cap wise. I don't know anything, you know, a Gilmore for Garofalo trade. No, I don't see that. That'd be the only way they could pull that off. And I don't, age wise, you know, Gilmore's slipping into that back end of that effective age group. So no, I don't, I don't see that happen. Now, my unless that I was about to put in there, <laughs> unless today the NFL came up with a plan. If there are games that cannot be played due to because we're getting away from the bye weeks, if there are enough COVID games that games are actually canceled, they are looking at a 16 
16-team playoff system, Ooh. which would be four wild cards with four divisional leaders in both conferences. Oh, my gosh. And if they go that way, yeah, the Patriots will limp in in that respect. But other than that, I don't I don't see them make AFC is just too strong in that respect. Hmm. But that's the only way I can see that. But, now I'm, you know, Belichick's going to stay – Till he can break Don Shula's record for the most wins. So that's a good five more years at least. And he's going to rebuild the team and leave it for Josh McDaniels to be the next coach. <laughs> he's not going to leave it bare. That's the only reason McDaniels has turned down so many different jobs. He took the Colts job for a week right. and then turned it down. How much is he getting so, paid to be coaching waiting in New England? I think he's getting 2.5. He's the highest paid assistant coach right now. So he's he's making fairly good money. So that's what's going to happen there. They're going, you know, he's. But then they're probably going to have to get a new GM, and is that person going to, you know, mesh well with uh, McDaniel's? McDaniel's, it'll, not, it'll. Because right now the coach and the GM are a perfect harmony. You're probably going to see a situation where one of Kraft's children. Probably. I mean, they're very close to becoming like the Cowboys in that respect. Where that they have so much hands on in the operations, it'll probably want to. How's that worked out for the Cowboys? Well, not too well, has it? That game Sunday night, that was worse than an XFL game. I mean, that Ben that Denucci, I'm telling you about Ben Denucci. Ben Denucci came from James Madison. Before that, he was at Pitt. He was a backup Pitt too. Now, see if this name reminds you of anybody. Nathan Peterman. Yes, the same Nathan Peterman that threw seven interceptions while he quarterbacked the Chargers four years ago and played a little bit. Ernest, Ernest, you're allowed to make the rest of your point if you can name what team uh, Nate Peterman plays on right now. He's Is he with the Broncos? Oh, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, you cannot continue the rest of your point. Okay, we, were looking, we were looking for the Las Vegas Raiders because mm-hmm. – uh, yeah, you know what? Because uh, he's got a huge crush on him. Well, not only that is is he's the third string because uh, Mariota is the second string. That's right. Quarterback for it, but That's oh, right. he's the worst NFL quarterback of all time. And again, because nobody wants to, you know, a former San Francisco 49 quarterback give him a chance. It's it's ridiculous. But now we have to at this time. We are morally obligated to talk about one of the greatest comebacks of the week. And that's when Drew Locke went into the locker room and screamed and yelled at his team. <laughs> so Chris, do you want to continue this remarkable comeback? Cause I had, I had said the chargers had that game all wrapped up. Yeah. Well, chargers, uh, remind me. And I, I, I went to Bowling Green, so I struggle with spelling. What, what are the first <laughs> two letters that's that chargers start with CH now? What are the first two letters of uh, choke? <laughs> you want to be wow, saying, that is hey, brutal, man. Okay, hey, okay. what's the first two letters of the name Chris? I mean, I'm not saying I'm a choke artist, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Bronco, the, I feel like the Broncos have, have had the Chargers number, even through these down years. They just always give – the Chargers a tougher game than what they expect. And the Chargers give Kansas City a tougher game than they they normally should. But, you know, it wasn't until Phillips Lindsay's run uh, for I think it was like 30-some yards, uh, just kind of a sneaky, just, you know, runaway. And after that touchdown, I think that's when they all believed. And I think they believed that they can get 10 points in that third quarter, they could do it. And they that's what, exactly what they did. And um, you know, they, they had to have everything kind of fall into place, but it did. And it, it was, a uh, I was about to turn it off and then Philip Lindsay had his run. I'm like, okay, I'll just continue to watch a little bit. And then it just, I'm like at the end of the game, I'm like, oh my gosh, why, how, how did they not lose this game? And so pretty impressive, pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, well, that's been the chargers all year long. They, they lost in the last minute against the Panthers, against the Buccaneers. I mean, they've choked the same. How, I don't, but this is not. I mean, this is every year it seems like. So I don't know. Yeah, how well, Anthony, well, I don't know how Anthony Lynn keeps his job. I love Anthony Lynn as a coach, but how many times can you lose a lead like that and keep your job? Well, you think if any team would be prepared for 2020, it'd be the Chargers because they're used to playing with no one in the stands. Oh, I agree. Oh, boom, I agree. Boom. 
All right, guys, I'm going to do a side angle discussion here because today one of our friends on the podcast, fellow co-host Travis Greer, shared that Russell Wilson estimates he spends close to a million dollars taking care of his body. He says he hires a full-time physical therapist, uh, a trainer, excuse me, a trainer, physical therapist, two private chefs, and he has two bariatric chambers that he can use to uh, help his body. And so my question for you guys is, do you believe it? And if you spent, if you had $50,000 to spend just on yourself, what would you spend 50000 on? Well, first of all, how much does Brady spend for that quack doctor that he has? Oh, I think he's cheap. He's like uh, 67000 Well, when you have a degree from the Bahamas Medical <laughs> Institution, I guess that's easy to do. If we had how much money? Fifty grand. I'm going to give you fifty grand. Fifty grand in life board game money to spend on something. What would you spend it on? Well, first, I'd hand it to my wife. I'd, there's ooh. your first problem. Yeah, oh. I mean, there's nothing material that I really wanted this time. You don't really. want like you know, really nice steak or um, trips every week to the Bahamas. PS five, a PS five. PS5 uh, would be nice. No, I mean, there's not really anything that. What part of your body you know, needs the attention, Ernest? Is basically <laughs> what you're saying. What part doesn't need the attention? <laughs> what you're saying. How much does hair plugs cost? And I wouldn't waste money on hair plugs. I wouldn't do that. I mean, you know. You know, don't you, Paul? Uh, I do know. Yes, thanks yes. so much for throwing me under there. I wouldn't. I mean, no. I mean, I keep my genuine GM parts. Uh, you know, since you don't game. drive a GM car, that's an interesting statement. Uh, well, it's the original equipment. Nothing's better. I've been trying to work on my knee for 40 years now, and I've learned to live with it. There's I, nothing I really... I think Chris is going to nail this question. I think you just more potatoes, struggled on it. it. More potatoes? I'd probably get a personal chef, and if there's money left over, i get a personal trainer. It's supposed to be put money aside for a college education for your No, if this, if, if, I, if this money had to be used... For myself. Yes, right. Had has, to, like, a yeah, gun to your head. To. A gun to your head. Yeah. You could, you could donate it. You can give it some worthy cause. Uh, so the, how much does Russell Wilson make in a year? Uh, he's no. got a, I think it's he's got really a low contract. For but he redid, though, market. I thought. Like, let's let, yeah. let's just say with all of his advertising and like, say, what do you think? 50 million? Oh, well, the advertising he's probably doing. Probably, yeah. I'd say comfortably 20, 25. He's making $35 million right now. He's the highest okay. paid NFL player. It just reminded me and that story just, of LeBron. And, but, that's just, but that's just NFL money. That right. doesn't include any – I mean, okay, so we can say $50 million, right? Right. So that's 2% <laughs> of his salary. Yeah, so if we I take mean, 2% of like what we is, make, right? Exactly. Yeah. So let's just say, you know, 80000 Let's say people make 80000 so that's sixteen hundred dollars for the year. So that's a hundred and thirty-three dollars. So that's less, or that's you could probably have a, a gym membership and something else Cup for two percent. So let's say you have a gym membership for seventy-five dollars. You know. So you think it's saying, like, smart money it's, you for got him? 58. Oh, absolutely! It's two percent. It's nothing. Yeah, but I kind of wonder if those things really. You know, and again, this is my age showing because I grew up at a time with quarterbacks like Ken Stabler who would stumble out of the bar at 5 o'clock in the morning and play the next day. And I know guys are faster and stronger and all that, but I kind of wonder if some of this stuff is is really productive. And that's I mean, the other thing. It's making oh, him the, – the million dollars is making him play not this okay. year but next year, the following year, every I year after that. Yeah, okay, you look at Todd Marinovich who was genetically <laughs> That's he old the best one. food was the old one, but his dad fed him the best food, got him the best physical training. And when he got on the football field, he, he just didn't have the smarts or the ability that the innate ability to quarterback. So I'm not so sure that a lot of this stuff, I mean, if you get hit by Joey Bosa going 50 miles an hour mm-hmm. and he slams you to the ground, I don't care how many deep need massages you've gotten or how much green tea you've drunk. I mean, I just think a lot of that stuff's over, over, but, uh, but I you're mean, talking, we're, but we're talking about, we're talking about Brady who does this, who's, you know, we, we yeah, know who does and, it, but we're talking uh, about Russell Wilson who are before they were 
And, and when Brady you know, anybody got, doing this, they were elite quarterbacks to begin with. Now it's just the long. Now they're just making it a longer uh, life for their for their quarterbacks. I think careers that's more than, the rules yeah. now. You look at them cross-eyed, and you get a fifteen-yard penalty. You can't even tackle them and fall on them. You have to twist and fall on your. But you're own still back. getting hit every once in a while. So if I can, if I if the rules are helping me and my my fitness and everything else is helping, why would I not take advantage of that to play until I'm you know, 45 and make another 50 million. I mean, it's just, they're going to, all they're doing is taking care of their legacy forever. Their family tree forever. I like said there, there's innate ability. You can get physical specimens that come out every year. Guys who are physically superior, who just, there's something more innate to being a quarterback than being pampered. I just I think, agree, but they've already, I mean, they did that after they were already at an elite level. Yeah, but I I don't know if that's really the reason why. I think the change in the rules, I think to a certain extent, how football. I mean, you look at films of football in the '60s, and you know Bradshaw was driven. They would pick up Bradshaw, drive him into the ground, slam his head against that artificial turf, which is nothing more than a rug on concrete. I just think the conditions and rules have changed that much. I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't get pampered like this. I bet you it's just not publicized. But I think if 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 the rules are one way and a quarterback can take advantage of it, why would you not exploit that? I just don't. I don't know if that really is the reason why these guys are successful. All right, we're moving on. It would be on. copied if it was. If that was that easy to do to to be able to extend, we see more quarterbacks past age forty than we do right now. You only got one at 40, and Drew Brees cannot throw past 30 yards right now. Uh, Phil accurate. Rivers is over 40, isn't he? And he can't throw over 30 yeah. yards. He's uh, 39. Enough to beat the yeah. Lions. We're going to move on. So Oof. next week. Nathan, I'm, I'm, Nathan Peterman could beat the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I could beat the Wolverines too. Ba -bum -bum. Let's go on here. Um, Next week, I'm going to tell you guys the lineup, the matchups, and I want you to tell me which matchup you want to see the most that intrigues you the most. That's our word for the day, Chris, intrigue. All right. Let's start with a CH. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got the Packers against the 49ers on a Thursday night. Then we have the Broncos and the Falcons. We have the Seahawks and the Bills. We have the Bears and the Titans. We have the Ravens and the Colts. We have the Panthers and the Chiefs. Sorry, Ernest. The Lions versus the Vikings. Giants versus the Washington Football Club. The Texans and the Jaguars. The Raiders against the Chargers. And then the Steelers and the Cowboys. The old Super Bowl matchup. The Dolphins and the Cardinals. The Saints and the Buccaneers. And the Patriots and the Jets. That's a full lineup. There's so. some stinkers. There's, some There's stinkers. a lot of stinkers. All right. Yeah. So which uh, one would you go with, Ernest? We're leaving out the, the obvious one, Saints and Buccaneers. Yeah, right? we should leave that out. Okay. Because um, that's the best game on this schedule. I was going to say, far. that's the only true game. The, the You know, with Garofalo out and the tight end out, that 49er Packer game is not being that no. good. And Tuesday night games, Thursday night games, excuse me, are traditionally not that well played in the extent. You can say uh, Tuesday night games because those are a real thing. Yeah, we're, we're getting those too. Well, <laughs> the, Mac, the Mac is playing all their games on Wednesday <laughs> and Tuesday nights. No Saturday games, all Tuesday and, and Wednesday night. Uh, run those, run the, uh, run those by me again, Paul. So well, I, I would I mean, just say I'll, there's. I'll listen, I'll listen this time. It's, well, there's some. The, the let me just talk about Chargers the good. Raiders. Well, there's some yeah. really good matchups. The Seahawks against the Bills. Now, are the Bills yeah, are pretenders yeah. or contenders? They're playing at home against the Seahawks, and the Seahawks have to travel cross country, which is never a good sign. Then you have the Bears, who just no, don't look no, they have much offense, no, and the Titans no, will no. probably rebound this next week. The Ravens it's versus true. the Colts at Indianapolis. I think the Ravens are going to come back and take care oh, of that. Yeah. Um, but there's usually one surprise game in the whole thing. I do yeah. think the saints and the Buccaneers are the most interesting game. Um, but I would love to see the jets beat the Patriots in New York. I wish there was a crowd there just for the fun of it. So there you go, guys, which game do you think you'd like to watch? Jets aren't going to win a game all year. I think they're going zero and 16 to get that that's, draft pick, that's, buddy. That's a horrible. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence may say, I'll stay another year. <laughs> I mean, he's just a junior. He can come back for his senior year. 
Uh, the, the Bills game, the Titans game. Now, unless Trubinsky is going to start for the Bears, I mean, we've seen Nick Foles can't do anything. I mean, he's just missing by quite a bit. And that's, that. that you know, the problem with the Bears is I believe they need to change the offense, but the coach is kind of abnant about he's going to stay this certain way. I think if you did more RPOs with Trubinsky, I think the Bears could have a solid offense, not because he's a Carolina player. I just think Nick Foles has had his one day of glory, and that's a great defense. I mean, the Bear defense is just great to watch. Mm. Titans had that one flat game. I wouldn't sell on the Titans yet. I mean, we just saw that the Burrow is can do some things when you give him enough time. Chris? I like Chargers, Chargers, Raiders. Raiders had a. Well, we know how it's going to go. Chargers are going to get a lead and blow it in the last quarter. <laughs> well, will they? I mean, uh, if they've learned anything this past week, I think they're, they're going to come out with a different mentality. I mean, who knows? But that's a division, you know, rivalry game. Uh, I, I think that'll be a fun game. Mm. So that's what you're looking for in the NFL. Now let's go to college football. And I think, like many people, I was survived, surprised that Trevor Lawrence is not going to play the Notre Dame game. It could be that he actually has some symptoms of COVID, and the media could have gotten this wrong. Maybe there truly was a 14-day waiting thing. So what will happen first, Nebraska play actually a game or Trevor Lawrence play a game, Ernest? Probably Nebraska, but isn't it fascinating? And again, it, it's it's – the lack of leadership in the NCAA football that all the different all the different conferences have different protocols. Like the ACC is ten days after first symptoms. The uh, you should have said Wisconsin because they're the ones that got twenty two. Whether they're going to play a game, they got twenty two positive cases. In the Big Ten, it's twenty one days after the first sign. The Big Twelve doesn't even have a protocol for COVID. I think the Pac-12 is 14 days, and I forgot what the SEC, I think, is two weeks also. But you got these all convoluted rules for how you deal with COVID cases. And in Wisconsin, which looks so good against Illinois, uh, I mean, it's going to be three weeks before they can play. They've already lost one game, may lose a second game. It's it's, it's, it's the problem when the, the Big 12 – a Big Ten, excuse me, started this in a compacted schedule. Same thing with the, the Pac-12 is is there's no bye weeks to make up games. And I think is Paul, you can help me out. Doesn't the the Big Ten you've got to play at least seven games to qualify for the championship? Sounds right. I've been sort of checked out since Saturday. I, I got sort of a. a Tropical depression came over, or a midwinter depression came over Ann Arbor after Michigan laid an egg against Michigan State. And uh, now Michigan's going to play Indiana, who beat Rutgers, who beat Michigan State, who beat Michigan. So did they really? Did did they really beat Penn State? Did Indiana really beat Penn yeah, State? Yeah, where yeah. I was looking, that guy was out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, it counts. It counts. Anyway, right. so yeah, so. Big Ten is sort of a bumpy season. I think uh, Ohio State is just still the beast and will roll the table. But the question is, will they have uh, a bunch of cases? Nobody can guess it right now. I know that uh, something that's been talked about a lot is that teams might tell their players not to go home for Thanksgiving because they don't want them to get any more exposure than possible. Um, Have you heard of other rules like that down in the south or out west? I've heard more or less that they're going to really keep quiet on positive cases. I mean, you're, you're talking about, first of all, you're keeping college kids away from, you're keeping college males away from college females. Good luck with that. And you're also talking about a lot of money when it comes to championships and bowl games and all that. So do I think that there'll be some skullduggery that goes around and that there'll be positive cases that you don't hear about? Yeah. Yeah, they will. We're, we're talking money, and people tend to do funny things with money. I mean, with Clemson, 
announced this that they didn't know they had the number three recruit in the nation to set up a quarterback in DJ Ugugule. Uh, thank you. I nice. got that right. Good job. I don't know if thank you got you, it right man. or not. You saw, you said uh, it with conviction. That was good. I know. I know. I've been working all week. I mean, they knew they had a pretty good backup. Other teams, again, Wisconsin to me looked great, and you don't know if they're going to get the seven games in at this time. Mm-hmm. 22 cases, that's a huge hunk of a football team. And this is not going to be the first ones. There are going to be others. Chris, what are you watching out there? What is there any college teams you feel good about out there in Denver area? No, no, <laughs> no, no. no the, I mean, uh, I think the uh, Colorado said they're going to start their. He he was a converted strong safety uh, to start their quarterback. So I mean, we're we're going to have a good time watching uh, Pac Pac twelve or Pac ten football. I mean, the other reason. I, not the only reason, but I think a strong reason why the Big Ten came out of this was because they had a good, they had a good uh, team in, in Ohio State, and the Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever they are, however many teams they've lost <laughs> over the years, uh, the Pac-12. The, the only reason they came back on was because the Pac, or the Big Ten came back on. But Pac-12, they don't have anybody. They don't have anybody that's even worth, uh, you know. Uh, a shot at any championship or getting into a, a final, nothing. So I don't, I don't get it. I mean, because of Ohio state, that's why the big 10 is playing because they have one team, at least, you know, maybe Wisconsin, but at least Ohio state was a contender and they wanted to, to give them a shot at, at it. And I mean, my wife, she, she went to the university of, uh, uh, Univ- uh Michigan, and she she spoke with Schlichel. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, President Schlichel. That's right. And he said, "I hate football. No I way. Hate football. Hold on. You you want to hear the story? Now he's like, I don't hate the athletics program. I don't hate the football players. I don't hate anything about the program. But I hate that football dictates everything that this this university does. And that's exactly what happened here because football." was so popular and demanded that they had to come back. They had to rearrange and skirt around and not feel comfortable. And, and they ended up, you know, now that that now they're playing, but I mean, at, at what cost? And I just, it's, it's kind of a joke in my mind. Here's, here's how big a sellout the PAC 12 is. Uh, their first game is Arizona state at USC uh, Saturday. You know what time the game starts? No. 9 a.m. Oh my gosh. It's a Oof. noon kickoff, 9 a.m. in Southern California. Got to get, get, get that your, money in. Got to get, get your money. Coors Light ready. I was going to say, it's, that's how bad, you know, Fox wanted a game at 12 o'clock and they've got to get those games in and a tight schedule. So that's that's how they're selling out in that respect. It's, it's money. Why are we surprised? They're, they're still going to go ahead. With 37 bowl games, they're That's scheduled. Nice. By the way, I Paul, just, the prediction is Michigan and Carolina at the uh, whatever they're calling the bowl in Charlotte this year. I think it's some the belt chicken bowl, bowl of some uh, the chicken. But no, it's not belt bowl anymore. It's it's the, Zaxby's. It might be <laughs> Zaxby's. It's something. It's some ridiculous name. Popeyes. But uh, you know, I was road trip. I was thinking if we could actually attend games. But yeah, that's I know. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a but, money thing. But I if mean, it's, it's about money, then let's just let's just you know let's legitimize it. Then start playing, paying some of these players. Then then. Oh, you know, now you're talking about language. Welcome, language. Welcome <laughs> to the dark side. I know. You've been brainwashed. I mean, I, drinking the hate for the NCAA. <laughs> Let that they have no power. You just dictated. They have no power oh, yeah. because every one of these conferences does their own thing. If you start to pay these players, then maybe you have a governing body that actually can dictate what happens. And then you can actually have real change. But until the NCAA has some sort of, I mean, it's a, it's a complete joke. Everybody does whatever they want. I would love to see actually the power five leave the NCAA at one point and start their own conference to see what happens. That way, that's the only way Bowling Green's going to get a national championship. You think they could all come together in agreement? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. No, it's if, it's about, if, no. if you're saying the power five says, hey, we're going to leave, we're going to do our own program, and all the football, all the TVs are, are going to follow them. They're not going to care about 
I mean, Tradition. Bowling Green against Western. Yeah, they don't care about that. They're going to follow the big, the blue bloods, and that's where all the money is. So all they're going to lose. All, the NCAA would lose all the TV, and they would get everything. I, I think it'd be fantastic. I would love it. Mm. Well, another controversy that happened this weekend, or to change the topic, is Florida Gators coach Dan Mullen was fined twenty five <laughs> grand for violating. SEC bylaws governing sportsmanship after a brawl erupted on Saturday's night game against Missouri. Now, um, SEC is the moral high standard of all football leagues, right, Ernest? And and Dan Mullen is just doing, you know, what he sees other people in society doing, just getting all fired up and and just getting people's faces. Nothing wrong with that. No, let me tell you about this clown, okay? This is the same clown that when they were the top five went to A&M and got upset because in Texas they could put kids in the stands. And he vowed and he threatened, wait till we get back to the, the swamp. We're going to pack the stadium. Right. Because the governor in Florida allows, there are no restrictions on groups gathering. And what happens during the week? That's right. 25 of his players test positive. Who else tests positive during this period? Could that be Coach Dan Mullen? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. No more calls. We have a winner. This clown, and I, you know, he actually, I would call him more of a clown, but he gives clowns a bad name. Oh, wow. Ooh. The lack of leadership. This is supposedly a leader of young men. First of all, he wanted, he left his players to be infected and vulnerable because of his outrageous habits and his ability to schedule without protocols. Next, he incites a riot because his team's in a little bit of a physical game with Missouri. I mean, this, this guy, he's always had talent. Nowhere. He comes from Saban. All right? He's a school of Saban. He's a former Saban. Uh, he's a Saban wannabe is what he wants to be. But he shows a lack of leadership, a lack of ability to know where he's at, he is ridiculous. If he didn't have a top 10 team, he should be fired at the end of the year. When he wanted to pack the stadiums, the president of Florida said, no, no, we're not doing this because we're an institution which our most important thing is the health and well-being of our students and our student athlete. Luckily, there is an adult on campus, not in the coaching booth, not on the sidelines, but one of the president's chair. All right, Chris, Chris, I'm going to throw a twist to you, curveball. If Harbaugh finally says at Michigan, I've had enough, I'm going to make my big money again at the pros, bigger than Michigan, like bigger than $8 million a year, uh, and the, Michigan goes looking for a coach, would you want them to hire Dan Mullen? Because he has turned around programs. Well, first, I would have to just pause, do a slow clap, because it's gonna it's gonna take a lot for uh, him to step away. I think he he may have to be asked to leave before he's gonna step away. But I don't I don't know what that whole program. I, I just I don't know what to do with Harbaugh. Would I take Mullins? Um, yeah, yeah, I would. You would? You would really? Not, just... Heck yeah. You know what? He he. Uh, you're you're, you're, you're grasping here. To win, if you're if you're saying Michigan wants to win, you get him. If you're saying we have class and we're mediocre program, then no, you don't get him. But if you want to actually win something, I think you go after him. Mm. Who's a better coach for Michigan to get, Ernest, than Dan Mullen? Well, there's one working for Fox TV that used to work <laughs> down the road. I mean, he has Urban one liar. He's won a national championship. You know, I'm starting to think Urban's probably going to go to Texas. Yeah, I really think that's that's not the big Notre Dame because not well. No, he's not not going to go to Notre Dame, and he's not no. going to SC. He doesn't fit in at what SC wants to do with it. But Texas, oh yeah, I mean the Texas would sell their soul to win a national championship. Yeah. And when you hire Urban Meyer, you have sold your soul. <laughs> so that pretty much works out. That I mean, I'm 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 not big on hiring other people's mistakes. I mean, I'd rather give young guys. I mean, I'm sure Michigan State, even though they won this week, probably think Mel Tucker was probably a mistake. I mean, you know that that's another clown. Oh, he's a clown. 
committed to Colorado, stood mm-hmm. all of one year. You know, these agreements are all good and well until these coaches get offer of another job. And if they get fired, they want every, you know, Brent Bielma, who was fired from Arkansas suing because he went to work for uh, Saban and he's uh, not for Saban. He went to work at Ohio State. And he was making comparable money, but he wanted all his payout for Arkansas. You know, when they leave, they don't mind the promises and the contract they've signed. But when they get fired, they want every little dime and penny, you know, from the coaches show, from the camps and all that. And it just makes them look small in that respect. I I think you want to look at some young guys, you know, uh, I hate to because this would hurt me. If you're worried about your offense at Michigan, I think Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers, who was the offensive coordinator for LSU's championship team. Uh, get you some young talent. Don't don't get another retread. That doesn't work. Unless your name is Mac Brown and you're going back to Carolina. That's a different story. <laughs> right? Less miles, baby. No, he has no miles yeah, left. He's yeah, <laughs> he's got nothing. Kansas. I think no Kansas has one win. I mean, oh. obviously the grass does not taste that good. Maybe it's artificial turf in, in Kansas, and he can't taste the the grass. And that but if you're Kansas and you got that hire, you got to be pumped up, right? No, because Kansas is not going to be. I mean, Kansas is all good, what, 20 years ago when they played Missouri for the uh, Big 12 championship? Man, because they had Charlie Weiss too, didn't they? Yeah, they just make mistakes. I mean, again – you got to have the horses, okay? Names and talent are all good, but unless you have the talent, I mean, as much as Paul hates to hear what I'm about to tell you, Michigan is not top three in talent in the Big 12, Big 10 anymore. I mean, Ohio State's talent is far superior to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Minnesota and probably uh, Wisconsin. Probably I think Wisconsin. No, no, Penn State. I think, I think Penn State. I think Penn yeah, State's Penn State. number two. And Wisconsin. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, the, it's, the, you, you know who I'm worried about? You know, I, I haven't been able to say this in a couple of years. Rutgers. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think this is going to be. Chiano will get a. He'll get an offer and leave again. Uh, I don't know. I think he, he, he's, he's, he's royalty there. And I think he's seen the other places, and I, I yeah, because he took them to their one bowl game. That's all right. I mean, he is royalty there, and well, see, I, the I think I think he's he's a great recruiter, and I think he's going to steal talent away from Penn State. He's going to just continue but, just capitalize on that whole market. I, I think they're going to be not. I don't think they're going to be a Penn State, but, or Ohio State, or, but I think they're just. I think they're going to be an Indiana. They're going to be a school that uh, they're going to they're going to win some games that they shouldn't, and they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a tough tough. Right. It's not they're not going to be a joke anymore. So Indiana football, the third best football team in the state, behind Purdue and Notre Dame. That that's what that's what you're aiming. I don't for. know. I don't know if Purdue's. I, I think Indiana's better than Purdue. I think historically speaking, Purdue has always had better. Talent. I agree. Right. I'm talking right now. All right. If we're and, talking and Indiana. Indiana Purdue football. It's time to change subject. I think that's well, just skimming the bottom a little too low. Let me hit, let me hit one more thing in the, the tri-state area: Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Syracuse. Even as mediocre as their football is, rules that area. Right. Oh I mean, my gosh. Rutgers is oh, always was... the little child. Rutgers is always the little sister in the New York market. Paul, that was hilarious. Okay, we yeah, let's switch up. <laughs> Indiana, right. Purdue. What, where we want to work wrong. in Northwestern in there somehow? <laughs> we want to work in Northwestern. So moving on. So <laughs> as an intro to the last topic, um, World Series happened. Dodgers won, and the ratings were really low, and people were sort of down about that. Now we're going to have the Masters happen in November, and they announced today. They're going to go to a 2T start time because of the shorter days in November, which is just one of the factors when you play in the fall versus the spring. Now, in Georgia, it's still going to be plenty warm enough, we think, for them. I think they're going to play all right. So are you guys going to watch the Masters? And what's a super good feel-good story or one of – just give us a good story why we should watch the Masters and it'll be a fun watch. Ernest? You know, they're starting – Sundays about at like seven o'clock in the morning because they have to finish before the four o'clock NFL mm-hmm. game on CBS. Oh, I didn't know that. Ooh. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The 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 they the goal is the last hole will be played about two thirty. That's the plan in that respect. I mean, that does tiger, feel like a good like feel I mean, good story. Tiger, Tiger is always the, the way everybody wants to see. He had it last year. I mean, it's it's. I don't know. I mean, you got college football going on. I don't. I think one thing is is I got my Sports Illustrated today. And it showed all the ratings for all the championships since September, and most of them were down at least twenty five, some as much as fifty percent. And I think it's because it was a different time of the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know, uh, I, I don't know if people are going to be ready to watch the Masters in the third week in November. I, I mean, I just, you know, the, part of watching the Masters was going out and playing yourself, you know, and and, and it, it, I just don't know if that's available. Plus, that time of the year. I, they're really going to have to, I mean, you know, let's face it. They're going to have to get the last holes in by four 30. Mm. I mean, that, that's even, even in the South, it gets dark after they probably should have tried to work this out before the time change. <laughs> I think that would have been an advantage. Yeah. I think, I think so. they forgot about the time change. I think, I think to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't, I mean, golf's been gone for like, when, when was the TPC championship? The third week in September. I mean, I know they're, playing these Bermuda tournaments and these off markets, but I think golf has been out of mind, out of sight. And I think like everything else, the ratings are going to be horrible. You remember, if you say that word, you got to say it like Barkley. I think the ratings are going to be bad in that respect. I, I think we, we tried to cram. There were 12 championships from the first of September to the, to now in different sports and all of them suffered. And I think they were all compressed that people just got sports fatigue. Mm. I really do. So Ernest, your prediction, who's going to win? You say tiger. Oh no, tiger ain't going to win. But can before we get off that, can I throw off? Well, I'll go out doing my last minute. Go or ahead. let Chris go with it. Chris, Chris Shambalo going to win or however you say his name. Uh, no, I, I like, I like Bruce Kepta. Um, do I care about the Masters at this point? No, because Bruce Kepta just... or Brooks Kepta? Brooks, I'm sorry. Yeah, Brooks. Bruce is the his brother who's in action movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry, guys. No, I I just I don't know. I don't I I mean for every reason that uh, you know uh, Ernest talked about, I, uh, it's just it's I don't think it's gonna be a good. But I, you love it'll golf, be nice. man. I think, I do, but I, I may watch an hour of it, but then I got other football and, you know, I, I just, it's just like, eh, I think it's just, yeah, we're getting sports fatigue. We're we're just getting, everything was jammed in in such a short time frame. It's just, we're getting fatigue on it. So I, I don't think it's going to work out. Uh-huh. I'm glad, I'm glad it's happening. Don't get me wrong. I'll maybe watch a little bit of it, but it's not, it's not something I'm going to tune in all week for. All right. I mean, you, Paul, if there's a good one o'clock game on Fox, are you going to watch it? Are you going to watch the last five holes of the Masters? All depends who's in contention. You know, if Tiger's in contention, we'll all be watching. If Phil Mickelson is in contention, he's almost, he's so old now for a golfer, you wonder how many more years he has left, too. Uh, DeChambeau is interesting. He can hit the ball so far. And he can just hit it past trouble. It just is. It's very compelling golf just to see him swing out of his shoes practically, and you don't know. But he has amazing short game, um, so that's interesting all to itself. But I know football is just so much better than any sport to watch. And you know, I've missed the fans sometimes, but not really at all in the NFL games. I usually just miss the fans in the college games, and the, there'll be no fans at the uh, Masters as well. All right, Ernest, we're down to our fat last couple of minutes. You want to take a shot at your closing statement? Yeah, uh, you hit the World Series, and let's talk about Justin Turner, the selfish piece of trash that he is. <laughs> oh, you're feeling good tonight, Ernest. <laughs> I know. Here's a guy who, in the second inning, was told he tested positive for COVID and was forced to leave the field. But no, what does this selfish jerk do when the Dodgers win? He goes back in the field and exposes everybody 
not only as teammates, which is an excuse, we are around all each other all the time, but the media, the sports, the individuals who wrap up the program, the groundskeepers, all this, all, all because he wants to celebrate. No matter. And the big question would be if the race had won, would this selfish jerk had avoided protocol and tried to play game seven? Again, you know, there are simple rules to take. You test positive, you put yourself in isolation. But no, people believe they're above the rules. This is why idiots drive above the speed limit. This is why people take 25 things into 10 items or less line. They think the rules are for everybody else but them. Josh Turner is a free agent. I understand that. There's a chance he may not be with the Dodgers. Boo-hoo. You want a championship, <laughs> you'll be financially rewarded in that respect. But you're just a selfish jerk. You're a self-centered, selfish jerk who does not take protocols. And in turn, it means Major League Baseball never took any of these protocols. And as we talked previously, when it comes down to money, you're going to see people hide test results. People are going to test positive, and they're going to be on the field because people put their needs above the general needs of the general public in general. I wish that wasn't true, but folks, that's the way life is. I wish you were stronger with that take, Ernest. Just a little bit stronger would have really helped it. <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you. It's, there's, there's certain times it just sort of bugs you because uh, both Ernest and I work in the healthcare, and you see what COVID can do to people who are already compromised, and somebody spreads it, and it can really change or take somebody's life. And so, anyways, Chris, take us somewhere else. You got your last couple minutes. Uh, well, tomorrow is, uh, the bachelor bachelorette. No, uh, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow is the election is well, to change is to change the, um, uh, the electoral college to a popular vote. Well, I thought you were going to say you changed the state motto to, no, hey guys, let's get high. No, oh. no. So, or, so, or do we so, have Ernest, so Ernest, you know this, how many electoral votes, college votes does it take to win an election? 270. That's correct. How many states, so how many electoral votes do you think this this uh, this amendment already has? As I so remember, eventually what they're doing is they're just, yeah, you know, a bunch of states are getting together. So how many do you think they have already? Because essentially that, all you need is 270 and then we have the popular vote because all those well, 270 states will just vote for whoever wins the popular vote and then that'll be the president well to do it nationally you have to pass an amendment which has to be passed by three-fourths of the state but on an individual state basis they can do that i know right, right now there, there are two states that split the electoral votes that being nebraska and maine maine yeah so you're you're avoiding my question because you know oh, the I, answer. I think there are eight or nine i did so how many but how many electoral votes do you think there are total for this popular vote Oh, uh, there's three, six, three, sixty, three something, three fifty four, three sixty eight. What is it? The entire what? total. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying how many how many states oh. have already said yes? We are going to go towards the popular vote. Uh, I five. I just took a guess. Okay, not states. We were looking for how many how many electoral votes because I'm not going to oh, repeat this oh, one more time. Oh, oh, how many electoral votes? Yes. Uh, um. Uh, 180. You're actually very close than I anticipated. It's 192. And so, so this yeah, is the so price this... is right. I win, right? Because I went that under and didn't go over. That's that's right. Can I play so Plinko really, now? Only, so it's only really Plinko about board? 80 80 away to 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 pass this thing. So anyway, just something interesting. I I was uh, we were voting last last election in 20. 20, uh, 2018, I voted to abolish slavery slavery here in Colorado. So <laughs> I like to think I'm doing good things. Free at last, free at last. Thank Lord Almighty, free at oh last. I couldn't believe it when I read it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm really abolishing it's... slavery in 2018. You're welcome. Thanks, Chris, for that uh, good political science discussion at the end there. <laughs> All right, for, for Ernest and Chris, this is Paul Arnold. Thanks for joining us for Pardon the confusion if you want to email me send it to go blue arnold at gmail.com and have a great night <laughs>